Welcome to the Hospitality Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Here to talk to us about what it takes to set up Addison Kaboom Town, from the food and beverage, to the fireworks, to the security, is Mary Rosenbleeth, Director of Public Communications for the Town of Addison. Mary, how are you doing today? I'm good, Daniel. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for coming on. This is an exciting week, 4th of July. People get off work. Everyone gets to enjoy a nice cold beer and a burger. And for you, you're busy organizing one of the biggest fireworks shows in the country, Addison Kaboomtown. We are. We actually do something a little different around here and that we set our fireworks off on July 3rd. So people can come out and spend the night, have a great time on on the night of the 3rd, and then enjoy the 4th with their families, doing a barbecue at home, or however else they like to enjoy the 4th of July. I love that. Well, you know, we're bringing you on the podcast to dive into the organization aspects of what it takes to set up an event like this, every single layer of it. So why don't we start with that? I think that's a really interesting choice. What made Addison Kaboomtown want to launch their fireworks and do the whole show on the third instead of the fourth? Was there a specific reason for that? Well, I think it's because we're an entertainment destination. We've got 23 hotels and 180 restaurants, and we're only four and a half square miles. So having an event on the third allows people to really come out, have a good time. They can spend the night in in one of our hotels. They can stay out late at the restaurants and have a good time and not have to worry about going to work the next day. Yeah, that makes sense. So that way they can party hard and not not necessarily have to worry about, okay, how am I getting home or, yeah. Well, that's... we hope they still worry about how they're going to get home, but yes, that's true. the idea. <laughs> true, true, agreed, which is why you partner with the hotels, which I think is a perfect segue into that. You have hotel partnerships in the area. What was the reasoning behind that and what sort of organization goes into bringing uh, bringing hotels on board for such a big event? Well, we have 24 hotels in town and all of them like to participate in this event. It drives traffic to their establishments during a traditionally slow time period. Uh, summer is slow for the hotel industry, so this is a great way for them to bump up their volume. This event is paid for through Addison's hotel taxes. So anything that we can do that benefits the hotels is good for business. We actually guarantee people admission into our watch party at Addison Circle Park if they have a hotel package. And that gives them blankets, that gives them um, tasty bucks, coupons that they can use for food and drinks inside the park. And it also gives them Addison restaurant coupons. So it's a great package. It's a way, the only way to get guaranteed admission into the park. And we highly recommend it. It makes life easy. You don't have to fight the traffic after the fireworks. Yeah, exactly. And what about transportation to and from the hotel? Do people normally Uber or are there shuttles? A lot of the hotels have shuttles. Some of them are close enough to walk. And Lyft is actually a partner of ours. So we've got a Lyft drop off and pick up right in the the festival area. Perfect. You've thought of everything. We've tried to. (laughs) I love it. So let's get to the main attraction. People come to Addison Kaboob Town for the fireworks. And I know your fireworks show is nationally ranked. How many fireworks are needed to pull off such a big show? We have about 3,500 pounds of fireworks that will be set off during a 30-minute period. And a good portion of those will be let off during the, the finale presentation. It starts at 9.30 and it goes until 10. And One of the really cool things, in addition to the fireworks show that Addison Boomtown has, is we have an air show that kicks off about 7 o'clock. So people come out, they get their spots, they get to enjoy an air air show before we even get to the fireworks. 
it's really a great combination. And so what is the goal for the show itself? You know, beyond just providing a cool experience, how is it that Addison Kaboomtown has gained that national recognition? And, you know, what, what extra level is Addison Kaboomtown bringing for that Fourth of July show? Well, this is an event that the town's been hosting for 33 years. It is a big part of our brand. It's a big part of our identity. People know us and know of Addison because of the fireworks shows. And we also host a Oktoberfest celebration and a food and music festival throughout the year. So we've gained a reputation for doing high quality events that people want to travel to. They know when they come here, they're they're going to have a lot of hotel options. They're going to have a great event. They've got great restaurants. It's going to be a great experience. And we pride ourselves on that. Our events are staffed by town employees. So when you show up at the gate, you're going to be greeted by someone who is going to welcome you to their town and really believe in that. And I think that has a lot to do with the the feel of the event when you arrive and when you leave and, and the people serving you. And part of the experience are Addison employees. And we are committed to something called the Addison Way, which is our commitment to customer service. I love it. And so Addison Kaboomtown has been going on for 33 years, you said. Yeah. How has it changed from that initial first event? You know, How has it grown? And with those growths, what kind of growing pains have you seen in making sure the organization is all intact and that it, it continues to expand each year but remain you know, a really seamless experience? Absolutely. This has grown from being a small fireworks show in a field to something that is now one of the top 10 fireworks shows in the country. We put together in conjunction with our airport, so it's got the air show and the fireworks component. When you have an event like this, it's grown so big over over so many years, it's got a reputation. And um, people come from all over North Texas, all over Texas, to be a part of this. We've even got a couple that's coming in from out of the country that has heard about the fireworks show and wanted to make sure that when they were doing their United States tour, that they were here for the July 3rd event. So with that, there are, of course, some issues, and traffic is our biggest one. We have people that get very upset that they want to leave as soon as the fireworks show is over, and they have to sit in traffic. We have half a million people within a a five-mile radius of the fireworks show. Nobody can leave quickly. So that's one of our challenges, and it's one of the things we get the biggest complaint. People have had this wonderful experience, but they're tired and they're ready to go home, and and they want to be able to get there quickly. And it's like we tell them, it's like two and a half Super Bowls letting out at the exact same time. It's just you have to be patient, and most people understand that. The other, obviously, very important aspect to the event that we work to improve every year is the security issue. This day and age, when festivals have have been targeted. We take great pride in the amount of security that we provide on site and throughout the town. We partner with 12 other law enforcement agencies to provide that level of service and that level of security. It's, it is a priority for the town and for our police department. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, making sure that everyone is safe while they're having fun and they don't particularly have to worry about anything like that, especially in the current climate, like you said, where festivals have been targeted. You don't want people to come to your festival and and feel scared. You know, it should be a place of joy. It should be a place to let loose and have a little fun. What about security for the fireworks themselves? I feel like with 3,500 pounds, you know, there could be a potential fire hazard there. How do you make sure that the fireworks don't, you know, set something ablaze or what sort of precautions are put in place? 
Well, we have a couple of different levels of security. One is we have police officers that will be with the fireworks from the time they arrive on site and until we let them off. Addison Airport is part of the town. So we actually have our one of our fire stations is stationed on the airport. So we have the equipment that we need for those types of fires and a whole fire department that is right on site and next to the fireworks and ready to be of service if it's ever needed. Perfect. Yeah. Have you ever had any sort of issues with the fireworks and how how have those been dealt with in the past? We have been very fortunate in that nothing significant has happened. From time to time, there's a shell that doesn't go off, but we use professionals to put together our show. They've done many of these and they know what they're doing. So they take security as importantly as we do. So they know how to handle those. We have a lot of people ask us during this time about doing their own shows and we always encourage them to see a professional show. This is what these people do for a living. They know what they're doing uh, and security is really important to them. I love that. So you said you bring on a professional team to help out with the fireworks. How did you find this team? You know, like why partner with them? Are they are they a consistent partner? They have. They've been a partner of the towns for years. It's Pyro Shows of Texas, and they've done a tremendous job. They they partner with the town. They help us select the music. They help choreograph the show. This show is choreographed to music that's simulcast on the radio. So anywhere you're seeing the fireworks, if you just turn in your dial to Jack 100.3, you'll hear the music, and you really do get the feel that the music and the fireworks are going together. The colors, the intonations, it's really spectacular. They've done an amazing job. They always have something new for us in the show, something you haven't seen before. People look forward to seeing what they put together every year. So they've helped us create this show that has become a top 10 show in the country. And we're very appreciative to the part for the partnership. I love that there is coordination with music. I feel like with a lot of fireworks shows, that is an underused performance aspect. It, I, it takes a lot more coordination, but syncing up the visual to the audio, I think, creates a way more visceral experience. What goes into choosing that music? Um, is there any sort of theme every year that you try and pick music from? Is it orchestral? Is it rock? You know, what is that feel that you try to go for? It's really a mix. Um, it's broadcast on a on a pop station, so we try and incorporate some some current music. But you can't do a Fourth of July celebration without having some classic military music. So we have that as well. There's a lot of great country themes out there that that relate back to Fourth of July, and and so we use those. So it's really a great mix. Whether you're a country fan or a pop fan, or you really are looking for the Independence Day kind of music, you'll have a little bit of it represented in this. And like you said, the music together with the fireworks is so dramatic. It really drives home the point you're trying to make. And it's it's a great visual. Definitely. I agree. So the next thing I wanted to hit on is the food and beverage partnerships. Um, I feel like that must also take a lot of coordination, making sure that there's a variety of food and beverage there, um, but that everything is accessible and consumable and and the organization and the layout must be a whole process. Walk me through the partnership aspect of it, and then the organization aspect of it, if you could. Absolutely. There's two different aspects to our food and beverage. One is at the actual park. And um, that one, our park is designed for special events. It was created to accommodate 
Kaboom Town and our Oktoberfest and our Taste Addison. So we've we've got a stage that's already existing and we use that for our for our music. And then it's got streets and almost almost rooms created throughout the whole park that we use for our uh for our food vendors. But we do we are strategic in how we place them so that they're spread out throughout the park. No matter where you're sitting, you'll have easy access to different types of food and beverages. We also have a carnival that comes out every year. So that's in a designated spot as well. We tell people that actually the best viewing from the fireworks is from the carnival because people don't think to set up a blanket over in those areas. And so that's prime viewing and a great place to be. You can enjoy the enjoy the rides and the games and then sit down and enjoy the fireworks right afterwards. But that does take a tremendous amount of coordination. We also have a number of sponsors that are involved, several who are Addison businesses, which we love. This year, our fireworks are powered by Stream. Stream Energy is a, is a company here in town. And USAA, the big insurance company, has a regional office here. They're also one of our sponsors. And Methodist Hospital for Surgery is our fireworks sponsor. So we get our sponsors and our businesses involved and we get them out on the site as well so that they can participate and and be out there. So it does take a tremendous amount of coordination and planning and layout and design, but that's only one aspect of what we help coordinate. In our town, we also have 180 restaurants and a lot of those host watch parties as well. So those need to be permitted. They need to be promoted. And so we work real closely with the entire restaurant community to help make sure that they are doing everything they need, that they have all the tools that they need to be able to host their own parties as well. So it's not just our party, but it's throughout the town that we're helping promote food and beverage and just watch parties throughout everywhere. Bringing restaurants into the equation, do they see sort of a, a revenue boost from this kind of thing? Is that one of the incentives or is it, is it also a sort of a, a cool community thing that brings people together and they just would like to be a part of that community aspect? You know, I think it's both. I think the 4th of July brings that out, that patriotism out and everyone and, and you want to have an opportunity to gather with your community. It's also a revenue source. This is a great economic generator, economic development generator for a lot of those restaurants in town. They will make more money Kaboom Town night than they will almost any other night of the year. We're happy that they can take advantage of both. It gives us an opportunity to to gather, but it also gives them an opportunity to to be successful and and to promote their business to people that might not otherwise have come out. It gives them a new audience to promote to, which I think is awesome for them moving forward. That's pretty fabulous. I think Addison Kaboom Town takes advantage of the small square mileage to really drive home this show. The fact that no matter where you are in town to see it, everyone is going to get that same exciting experience. I, I think it's it's really important that this kind of show is not only fun to watch, but it really feels like you're driving home the community aspect of it because anyone and everyone can enjoy it without necessarily having to drive themselves out to the main location. Absolutely. It gives everybody a chance to be involved. And, and that's one of the great things about this event. It's an event about the community for the community and everybody gets involved. And I love that part of it. Me too. Me too. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And, you know, before you go, we weren't going to let you get off this easy. We're going to do a fun little game snippet here, 4th of July edition. We're going to do a finish my sentence. So I'm going to give you some phrases here that are 4th of July feel, and you got to give me your take on how to finish them off. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, great. Okay. So on Wednesday... Mary is going to grill blank. 
Hamburgers. Hamburgers. How, how do you like them? Medium rare. Medium rare. And when my husband grills them. Yes, perfect. Yes. <laughs> when I don't actually have to do Got to have the family touch, of course. Mary's Koozie will have a nice, cold... Budweiser Freedom. Ooh, okay, that's a good choice. Have you heard about the Budweiser Freedom? I haven't. It, d- d- does it have the the design, or does is it actually a different beer? It's a different beer. It's brewed by veterans that work for Budweiser. Oh, wow. And all the proceeds go to support Folds of Honor, which is a organization, a nonprofit organization that we support through Kaboomtown and through our, our sponsorship with Budweiser. We raised money. Last year, we gave several hundred thousand dollars to Folds of Honor, which provides scholarships for the families, the children and families of fallen soldiers. Wow. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. You can have a beer and and actually really help out the community. It's great. Okay. George Washington probably spent his 4th of July doing blank. Cooking out. Let's hope so. Let, let's hope he got to walk right <laughs> off the war field and just <laughs> flip a flip a burger on the grill. <laughs> yeah. Ben Franklin would dress his burger with? Oh, I don't know. What would he dress his burger with? I feel like he's probably a just mustard kind of guy. You do? Yeah. No ketchup? I, I don't know. I feel like something about that that lightning raw energy, he's probably going to feel that in the mustard. Some kind of, My, okay. some kind of brown right, spicy mustard. mustard. Spicy mustard. <laughs> yes, has to be. <laughs> um, okay. The hands-down best thing about 4th of July is... Kaboom Town Fireworks. Boom. Gotta sell it. Gotta bring it home. (laughs) I love it. Okay, thank you so much, Mary, for coming on the podcast. I had a lot of fun and really looking forward to Kaboom Town. I'm definitely going to have to make my way down there. We would love to have you. Let me know. I'll I'll show you around. Sounds great. So thanks again for coming on and giving us this inside look into what it takes to set up Kaboom Town and your mission for, you know, getting that community together. Well, thanks for having me. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time. <laughs>